What's up, Long Beach? I'm your host, Julia Goldman, and you're listening to Season 3, Episode 2 of Artist Banter, a daily 49er original podcast that delves into the many manifestations of artistry within our local scene. I'm here today with Angel Hernandez. Hey, Angel, welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm doing good, thank you. Would you like to give a general introduction to everyone? How's it going? My name is Angel. I just transferred here, transferred from Moreno Valley College. Shout out Moval. Yeah, shout out Moval. Moreno Valley does, in fact, matter. It does. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. Studying industrial design right now. Hoping to get a minor in fashion design as well. But uh, I'll see how that goes down the road. How does everything here at Long Beach compare to the IE? I would say that I think the IE is more DIY. What about, like, DIY, do you think? Well, I think it's just the people I hang around um, mm-hmm. with. My friends are into, like, designing, and they take it upon themselves to, like, make stuff. That's, like, what I hear, too. Um, it's it's different being out here. I'm I'm also from Moreno Valley, the IE. It's different being out here, and um, you'll meet people, and they'll talk about people they know, and it's like, right. oh, I know this person who's famous. Yeah. But the way that, um, like, my cousin describes it is, like, everyone in Moreno Valley just kind of works, you mm-hmm. know? Everyone everyone works, everyone does things, and, like, takes care of themselves. Yeah. yeah. I feel like the IE is cool, but there's definitely way more opportunities over here. There's, mm-hmm. like, more stuff to, well, do as, do as well, but, like, reach out to for resources. So I think, like, going into specifically industrial design and the work you do within it, um, I know that the field itself is, you know, like, despite us being constantly surrounded by it and utilizing it, it can be really overlooked. Mm-hmm. Um, so within what you do in industrial design, what does this field entail? Well, my own definition of what industrial design is, is pretty much being able to design pretty much anything ranging from like spoons to car parts, phones, furniture. You're kind of building on that, like saying things like car parts and spoons. Um, for your personal craft, uh, do you think it falls more into like an artistic sense or uh, functionality or like something completely separate? Um, I try to um, gear it towards functionality, but I think art- artistic has the upper hand when it comes to my work. I'm trying to find a way to mix both artistic and functional because like a lot of designs that are functional tend to be boring. And a lot of designs that tend to be artistic tend to be not so functional. So it's mm-hmm. nice to it's nice when you have something that's both artistic and that functions properly, like a blend in between. Yeah. Yeah. What um what inspires you firsthand? Probably seeing the same thing, um, over and over. Like it could be anything, like any product, seeing it over and over, and just trying, like, or just wanting to do my own interpretation of it. It might not seem functional at first but like once i start sketching out ideas and whatnot i tend to sort of merge both the functional and the artistic aspects and also like throw in some of my personality in it or like what i would or like how i would want to see this is there like a figure or decade as well other than the personal element Mm, oh um i really like the space age era like space age furniture can you describe it to me? Because I'm not. It's just um, very like retro, like very 80s looking like furniture. 
Um, do you have any like work that's kind of drawn inspiration from that? Uh, my first piece of furniture with the help of my friend O'Day, uh, we made this big uh, Rubik's cube drawer. Not really, it's not really space age, but a uh, Rubik's cube is like a '90s kids toy. It's cool to have like a four by foot functional drawer. Um, what was your process for that? Well, the idea came to me because I was on Instagram. And I saw that they were selling a vintage-looking one for, like, an excessive amount. And I was like, there's no way I'm paying so much for that. I think it's going to break on me before it even gets here. So I told my friend Ode, who is, like, more well-rounded using tools and, and carpentry, essentially. And we did our research. We bought our supplies. And we spent approximately, like, five months building that thing every day. Oh, wow. Like, like from nine to five yeah, because we failed a lot of times. Like, our measurements were off, like, at the beginning. And so we had to, like, buy more supplies again. It was just trial and error, honestly. Oh, so it took multiple. Yeah. yeah. What what kind of, like, um, materials, like, different materials did you utilize? size? Um, plywood. We used these Lacey Susan bearings, which make the drawers spin. Oh, That's what cool. gives it that illusion of... So it literally spins. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Cube. Just, oh, it, so it just couple. spins uh, horizontal, not vertical. Uh-huh. It's essentially just three drawers stacked on each other that look like a Rubik's Cube. Mm-hmm. I, that's what you mean by when you said uh, mobile people or DIY. Yeah, like we yeah. just take our we just take things into our own hands and try to make the best out of it. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like there's really nothing to do over there. So you just got to do what you want to do and hopefully it turns out into something good. So real. Um, for the field of industrial design, what initially piqued your interest within it? Mm, oh, that's a good question. Um, So... At first, I was studying fashion design at Chafee College, but um, I got bored of it. I was like, "Dude, this is not for me." Like, not, I'm not. I'm trying to like downplay fashion design. That's like it takes a lot of hard work, and my utmost respect to all of them. But I don't know. I don't want to stick to only one sort of skill. Like, I love fashion, and like I like making clothes, but I just want to. I just wanted like some sort of skill that could allow me to do fashion and also do other things like make furniture or like build iPhones. I don't know. And uh, I did some research and that's how I landed with industrial design. So um, since you've kind of broadened uh, the scope of your artistry and everything, um, have you still been able to like have love for fashion? Oh, definitely. Yeah. If anything, um, focusing on industrial design has inspired me to like take a different approach to designing clothes and whatnot. You you create it with your own hands, right? Like yeah. Showing. Yeah. Pretty much everything I make is... From scratch, literally. How did this begin? Um, sorry, in high school, my friend Salah showed me this website called Grailed. Oh, like, I know, I know Grailed. Yeah, yeah, I got introduced to Grailed in in high school, and then I um discovered like brands such as Number Nine, a lot of Japanese brands and whatnot. But then I saw the price tag, and I was like, two thousand dollars for a pair of jeans. <laughs> I was like, there's no way I can afford this. So I just took it like back to a DIY aspect. I took it into my own hands. I went to Goodwill and I just bought like a bunch of cheap denim jeans for like a dollar and I just upcycled them and that's how I started. That's so cool. It kind of, it kind of began from like thrifting and like wanting to create your own yeah. and off of inspiration that you saw. Exactly. Yeah. Is that still like a big goal um, for you now, like sustainability in that sense? Sustainability and functionality are my main goals, mm-hmm. but um, I don't support how a lot of big companies tend to throw away scrap material that they didn't use or certain products they didn't use because uh, there's like there's a there's a market for that sort of things yeah. i think there's a buyer for anything uh, i just hate how people waste a lot of stuff 
Um, like the burning of clothes. Yeah, my bro, come on. You could have made like something out of that. People have to understand that not one thing has just one purpose. Sometimes you can make multiple purposes out of, for example, a pair of jeans, make it into like a bag or something. Yeah. How would, from your own personal expressions to your uh, to your creations, like how do you define your style? All over the place, honestly. I just like to wear what I like. <laughs> yeah. Um, as long as I think it looks cool and I like how it looks and I wear it. And I also like to translate that into like my design process when I make something. I tend to make stuff that I would wear. I don't necessarily care about if it's going to be trendy or popular or not. Because yeah. I feel like good design is inedible to have some sort of acknowledgement. Yeah, it's just like very DIY. I feel like I got that DIY mentality and style from when I was little. I used to skateboard a lot. And that's what pretty much introduced me to fashion, music, and design. Just like that culture? Yeah, that culture in oh. general was very inspirational to me. It's very inspirational to this day. Were you were you always um, as expressive and creative growing up? Or was that just kind of like the seed that was planted then? I would say I was creative growing up. I wasn't necessarily expressive. I was very, I still kind of am, but I was more introverted back then. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel comfortable, like, expressing myself a lot in the sense of how I would dress or what I would make. But as I think, I think like in high school, I was like, whatever, I'm going to just make, do what I want. I was just bored of what I saw every day. And I was like, mm, I can make this, like not to speak like cocky or anything, but like, I was like, I could make this way better. So I just took it into my hands <laughs> and I was, you know. Oh, that's interesting. Is there any like materials? I guess this could be for industrial design too. Like, um, if you were out and you saw like a certain material, you're like, God, I hate working with that. I'm just going to buy it. Like, is there a certain material that, that you hate working with? Well, for industrial design, like the little experience I've had with plastics was unlucky. With fashion, I would probably say more soft and delicate fabrics because they tend to rip pretty easily if you don't handle them properly. Yeah. And I'm like, ah, I'm gonna just buy it. <laughs> or, or no, also like with uh, within fashion, if it's like a very sturdy and robust fabric that you need like industrial machi- sewing machines to work with. Yeah, also that. Oh, I see. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Mm. Um, kind of on that topic of materials that you don't like to work with. Um, what are some types of materials that you do like to work with? Mm, in fashion, I would say denim. I'm trying to get into like working with like silk and stuff. I don't know, because, like, I'm limited to what my little sewing machine could handle. Because it's, like, a domestic sewing machine, so it can't really take a lot of workloads. So I kind of got to, like, work with that. But within um, designing furniture and stuff like that, I like working with wood. When I try to design a furniture object, I can't draw that well. So what I do is I just get, like, a bunch of cardboard. and I just, like, do a quick sketch on it, cut it out, and then assemble it to get an idea of how it's going to look. Oh, and so then you I make tra- like a little three D figure. Yeah, and then I transfer it to like a wooden object, and it's a little bit better. It, it it seems like you really kind of get your inspiration by like experimenting. Yeah, I like, like to experiment a lot. Yeah. Like having like something physical, you can. Yeah, I'm more like a hands-on person. I don't know if if um is there a specific piece within fashion that you um you're proud of, and you'd like to talk about your journey in creating that? I don't know. I like a, I've made a lot of things, but I feel like what was really the catalyst like my first collection quote-unquote collection it was just a couple of jackets 
that one's always going to hold a special place in my heart because it was like the first time where I put out work that I felt comfortable putting my name behind it. I don't know. I made like a, some, honestly, some, some stuff that I make, I don't wear it because I don't like how much attention I know it's going to bring to me. I'm like, I'm, I don't really like attention. I like making things that I like that I would like to wear. Yeah. But I'm aware that sometimes my work could break a couple necks. <laughs> so <laughs> I tend to hold off on wearing some items. For example, like this um, denim vest that's made out of pockets. Oh, just, yeah. I feel like that's going to, people are going to ask me about it. I'm like, oh, I don't it's, really want to talk it's about it. It's super neat, but it's definitely like head turning. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> like I'd rather have like, I'd rather let my friends borrow the clothes so they could wear it and they get their compliments. I'm like, okay, yeah. you guys could like shine. I'm just going to be in the background. I don't really care. <laughs> That's cool, though. How would you say that these two design practices blend? I know you mentioned a bit mm. earlier about um, getting into d industrial design helped you kind of find excitement within fashion. But, mm -hmm. like, you know, now where you are now at Cal State Long Beach, how do they blend? Well, studying industrial design has taught me that everything is in the small details if you're one centimeter off, it completely throws away the whole design sometimes. It also, that could also apply to fashion. For example, you, you top stitch. This sort of part of the garment that wasn't supposed to be top stitch. It makes it look kind of weird sometimes. With, with the lessons that you've learned, um, my mom, when she came to the U.S. from Vietnam, she was a seamstress for, for years. And now when she, like, buys clothes and looks at clothes, she can, like, the, you're talking about the top stitch. She can tell, like, the little details. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. and she'll like nitpick it yeah that's like so yeah, yeah that's yeah. that's me sometimes too i'm like dude come on you could have made this better or something like that yeah i think like on that note from everything you know in your education and your practice and fashion to industrial design um how has it changed the way that you see the world i tend to approach everything with a little bit more appreciation of why they decided to make it like this and why the designers thought it'd be good to use this sort of material for this purpose but in fashion i'm surprised by how people are still taking their own approach to the t-shirt that's awesome yeah. i'm really excited for you i think thank um, you we'll be here now transfer students like yeah after semester i'm really excited to see um everything you'll continue to do with your tools here i have some stuff in mind already that i want to work with like i'm probably going to work with some metals with like for like a chair i'm trying to make Mm -hmm. I look into that. Also, I like being here and like being um, surrounded by talented um, educators and my classmates because like if I have a question, I could just go up to one of them. And it's cool to have people like that surrounding you, like just have a very um, creative environment. Me too. Yeah, I agree. Well, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Artist Banter. And a special thank you for being here, Angel. It was really great. Thank you for having me. If you want to hear more from Long Beach's own contributors of art and music or follow along for future conversations, check out our website, daily49er.com, and our socials at daily49er. To see Angel's creative design works and follow him along in his journey, follow him at Angel. It's spelled A-Y-E-N-J-O-L-E. We appreciate you being here. Take care and see you soon. Bye.